0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. Today, Sunday, the 27th of August in the year 2023, and this is the final week of August. And that's just an accomplishment and an incredible thing. I just, I cannot believe it. (laughs) Friday is September 1st. And in this last week of August, we have a bright full moon that you're already probably starting to see in the sky. And it is on the 30th, this Wednesday, the 30th. It is a full moon at seven degrees of Pisces. Now, if the full moon is in Pisces, you know what that means. The sun is in Virgo. Now, we know the sun is in Virgo because we've been talking about this for the last week and that this is Virgo season and we are here looking at this bright moon. And as we get into this week, we will probably start to feel the effects of the full moon. And that's always what happens, as you know. But seven degrees Pisces is, you know, Pisces is a very ethereal, intuitive, not necessarily rational, very spiritual, belief-oriented sign. So this full moon is going to be in contrast to the very practical qualities of Virgo. And when we start to look at that full moon, we start to see the differences and the parameters of our life in relationship to what we believe in versus what we're seeing. What we're seeing every day focused on in our 3D reality versus what is in the 5D, which is the being. So there's the doing and the being. And I talked about this this week in my class, where 5D is the being energy and 3D is the doing energy, right? So where we do things and then the things that are not quite seen that are behind the veil, that's that's the realm of Pisces. But Saturn is in Pisces and this full moon is very close to Saturn in Pisces. So I think that we need to be aware of... Saturn's energy close to this moon and any sort of emotional connection we have to this full moon may be I don't want to say it's extreme but it is definitely relative to Saturn so this you know the moon and Saturn are going to meet up and then the moon is going to go opposite the sun, you know, a bunch of hours later. This is something that we need to be aware of as we're moving into this full moon. Full moon will highlight and sort of make it a little bigger, the feelings around Saturn, which is, you know, restriction, duty, limitation, responsibility. And it's something that we really do need to incorporate into this full moon so if you're feeling a little sluggish or a little slow just know it's the full moon just know that you're moving through something and if something is passing through your field you allow it to be and just work with it you may feel a little um, emotional under the weight of saturn so just allow these things to pass And be aware of something just sort of passing in your field and that's that's really the best way to handle this energy watch it sort of look at it from a distance because Saturn loves that perspective and that's something that we just sort of need to pay attention to this week and today we had two aspects we had one being the Sun opposite Saturn which I talked about Last week, and the Sun and Saturn in opposition really helps us uh, question the connection to others and other people in our lives and the way that other people reflect ourselves back to us. So we don't see it that way, we may see it as that person's, you know, being Saturnine today, <laughs> they're being critical, they're being ornery, they're being. Um, overly responsible, <laughs> but it's really a part of us. If you are going to run into a guilt trip in your own life, you know, with your own self, it could be today. <laughs> Sun and Saturn opposition could easily bring us into a guilt trip, you know, um, about something we're doing or not doing. And the idea is to see where you don't need to have that guilt trip. And so Saturn helps us become more aware of of our self-criticisms, uh, self-flagellation, <laughs> anything that could be uh, a little bit over the top in expectation of self. So we want to really become aware of that as we deal with Sun and Saturn. On the other hand, uh, Sun and Saturn helps us be a little more um boundary oriented and keeping our boundaries really safe and good and clear because boundaries are really a big part of life, whether we want to believe it that way or not. And I always talk about leaky energies and boundary and how these are really important things to maintain to not have leaky energy to not let uh, boundaries be sloppy okay so Saturn helps us recognize those things and that's a good thing about Saturn the other thing that happened today is that Mars went into the sign of Libra at 9 20 a.m 20 a.m eastern time which was 7:20 my time and the thing about Mars going into Libra Mars is a planet that loves a good argument. Mars is a warrior planet. It's a planet that is very confident and forthright and straightforward. Libra is not that. Libra is not about the warrior. Libra is about the peacemaker. Libra is about balance and harmony and serenity, all those beautiful things. Mars does not do that. And it likes to rake things up and create a kerfuffle or, you know, be aggressive or be assertive or be pointed. Mars doesn't necessarily want to play nice. Libra wants to play nice. And so this is not a smooth alignment. This is not where, you know, we have the experience of Mars being in one of its favorite signs like Aries or Scorpio. Now it'll go into Scorpio after it goes into Libra and spends time in Libra. But for the next, you know, six, seven weeks, we've got Mars in the sign of the peacemaker we've got the planet of war in the sign of peace and so a few things happen with this one is that we tend to go out of our way in asserting ourselves to be extra nice well that could be that could be good um, but we might do it to the point of people pleasing and that's something that we want to be really aware of okay mars and libra does not want an argument but Mars always wants an argument. So it's like, it's it's time for an argument. It's like, oh, no, I have to confront this. I have to assert myself with this. Oh, uh, okay. Well, all right, I'll do it. Because because there's no way around it. And this is a test for all of us at this time. Because when Mars goes into Libra, we, we just want things to be lovely, okay? And they should be. Life should be. But it's not the typical experience of Mars normally if you want to go assert yourself with someone you're going to go do it when it's in Libra you're like thinking twice about it okay because for whatever reason you feel and you you are rationalizing because Libra is very rational um you are stepping back and saying you know is there a way around this is there a way to not confront this Ugh, I hate this I don't you know but what the other thing is, we stuff our anger with Mars and Libra. Like we might be angry about something and we're not sharing it and we're not really um, addressing it. And, you know, you got to address the anger with yourself first and why this is a problem. And then you need to connect with Um, the whole experience of it being the other. So this is an interesting thing that while we're having sun opposite Saturn, which is I versus you, me here, you across the table, Mars is looking at the person across the table because it's in Libra or it's being the person across the table. So you may be, you know, somebody might be reflecting back to you something about yourself. Maybe they're angry with you and you're like, what on earth is this? How did this happen? And so we have to be really aware of Mars in Libra. We can't, we can't go out of our way to people, please, because we don't want to start an argument. We have to just be clear and confident, okay, and confident in our own sense of balance, okay? Okay. That's what we have to do with Mars and Libra, confident in our own sense of balance and what is fair, okay? Now, that's the other thing. Sometimes with Mars and Libra, we think we're being really fair, and we go in and we say, hey, look, blah, 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 and then the person will say, well, that's not fair, and you're like, what do you mean? I'm being really fair, and you think you're being fair, and it's really swinging in your own direction. So really weigh things out, and that's what Libra does, weighs things out, those balancing scales, right? And if you don't want your scales to get tipped, <laughs> then you need to do a little bit of stepping back and being aware of what you want to say and how you want to say it, in such a way that is um, not going to create some sort of uh, imbalance between you and f- people that you love. Libra, Libra is love. Libra is, and Libra is ruled by Venus, which is still retrograde, folks. And still retrograde until a week from today and so it's Mars in Venus's sign and Venus is in a fire sign so they're they're really you know interestingly doing this dance now Libra and Leo where Venus is are are good together so there is a way through this there's a way to see through this and to look at how you might be presenting yourself in the uh, terms of yourself and other people. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to your relationships. Pay attention to your relationships, okay? Now, we are in the station of Uranus. Tomorrow Uranus goes retrograde and it's at 10:39 p.m. Eastern time, which is 8:39 p.m. my time and it is in retrograde for about five months or so I think till the end of January or so Uranus will be retrograde what I've been seeing is an interesting thing because I'm seeing things on Instagram and around the internet and I'm hearing things and people are saying oh my god how many planets are in retrograde and people say it's all retrograde it's all retrograde well yes but It's a bit of an unusual time because of Venus and Mercury in retrograde simultaneously, okay? And that's, you know, that happens once in a while when Venus goes retrograde. But, but, it's the time of the year when the outer planets are all retrograde. So, here's what's happening. Uranus is going retrograde, but we already have Pluto retrograde since, I think, May. And... Saturn is retrograde and Neptune is retrograde. So Pluto, Uranus and Neptune are all outer planets and Uranus is going tomorrow and Saturn has been retrograde too. So we've got all those guys and they spend half the year in retrograde. Now, once Venus goes direct, Jupiter goes retrograde. So people are freaked out because there's so much retrograde and it really is not that unusual. The outer planets are retrograde for about half the year. Half of the population has a planet in retrograde if it's an outer planet, okay? Half the population. I rarely run into people who have no retrogrades. That's like, wow, this, this chart has no retrograde. Um, half of us have, you know, the outer planets in retrograde. Um, and it's half of the year... And this is the half of the year when they're in retrograde. And this happens every year. Okay. Now, the thing that's different is that Venus is retrograde and Mercury's retrograde simultaneously. And that's what's turning up the volume on the retrograde. But retrogrades, remember, they are the time to step back, to look at, review, revise, rethink, reconnect, reestablish all these things that are. A revisit of sorts, okay? And we really want to do that work because it helps us really examine things that need to be examined. That's what the universe is telling us. Right now, our relationships and our money needs to be re-examined. That's what Venus is telling us, okay? And our creativity. And then there is the whole Mercury thing now Mercury goes retrograde three or four times a year and this is the third retrograde this year and I think the fourth one happens around New Year's Eve or like the 29th of December and it then goes into most of January but this particular retrograde is happening when Pluto is retrograde Saturn is retrograde Neptune is retrograde Uranus is about to go retrograde um And that's okay, because if you're thinking that the outer planets, like I said, are retrograde for half the year, and Mercury goes retrograde every three months, that means inevitably, while the outer planets are retrograde, Mercury is going to go retrograde, okay? And... This is the cycles of the planets. This is the cycles of how they work. So this is, you know, not something to freak out about or get afraid of. You know, I think that popular culture has demonized Mercury retrograde. And I think it's just because it's this easy thing to point to and say, oh, that's why this is happening. And that's why it's going to be a disaster. we bet. it's, you know, crisis <laughs> and it's drama. It's drama like so much of media is drama, it's Mercury retrograde. And you know, it's really become a quite a popular term, Mercury retrograde, like rarely do I run into someone who hasn't heard of it. And it. since we are all on social media now, and we're all in popular culture, and we have an internet, we run across Mercury retrograde. And I remember being a baby astrologer and I was in college and it was a summer and I had a summer job and one of the people there said oh yeah you know it's Mercury retrograde and I was like wow people are actually talking about this out in the world <laughs> and it was there was okay I'm, I'm like dating myself there was no internet then <laughs> and it was just people talking about it in life. So word of mouth was that and that's funny because Mercury really does rule word of mouth. Word of mouth was that Mercury was retrograde. And so I um, I don't think it's something to be demonized. I don't think it's something to be dramatic about. I don't think it was it's something to be worried about. You know, it some of the Mercury retrogrades are better than others and it depends on what Mercury's doing. And sometimes it affects you and it doesn't affect your neighbor or your brother or sister. It, it affects your particular astrological chart. And so if it's not doing much to, to create a stir in your life, then you're probably not going to feel it very much. That's why you get your chart read, right? That's why you come to an astrologer and have them look at your chart and tell you whether Mercury retrograde is going to be affecting you or not. And getting a regular session really helps you become more aware of these rhythms and cycles and what kind of inner work you need to do when Mercury's retrograde. And, you know, of course, I get people coming to me and asking, like, should I start this then? Should I do this then? But then I can't help but sign a contract then. And sometimes you can't help but sign a contract, so you sign the contract. But you always look at the contract details and see if there is going to be some place where it can be changed, because normally when Mercury goes direct, you are being asked to change something that you thought was ironclad because it was in the contract. So this is what we do. We, we have to just sort of have it half an expectation that things might shift once Mercury goes direct. Okay. Now Uranus goes retrograde tomorrow and this is the planet of surprises. This is the planet of the unexpected. This is the planet of brilliance and genius and a little bit of chaos. So if you expect things to be a little chaotic, just do your meditation in the morning and project out that you're going to have a beautiful, wonderful, smooth day. Okay. Set your intention for the day. Set it tonight. Before you go to bed, set it for the next few days, for the week ahead, that you are expecting things to be brilliant and creative, but they are going to go smooth and in your favor, okay? That's that's the way we have to handle these things. We have to set our intention that things are going to be what we would like them to be, okay? And sometimes then when the unexpected flows in our direction, then we can just make the tweaks and handle it as best as we can, okay? And not lose our head, the reaction is everything. If you don't want it to get worse, don't react, okay, or just say, okay, let's work on this. We'll figure it out. It's not beyond figuring it out. And as I mentioned a minute or two ago, that Venus is going direct, and that's next Sunday the 3rd. So Venus is going direct, 9.20 p.m. Eastern Time. That will be the next time we meet on this podcast on Sunday the 3rd. And it has been complicated. I, you know, Venus, Venus retrograde. It's never some simple, easy, flowing la da. Oh, this wasn't that bad. There's always something. And as you've followed me along in these last weeks, you've heard me say goodbye to people. You've heard me say that during the moment two weeks ago when Venus met with the Sun, things like started to shift and change. The first three weeks, I think, were very complicated, and you know, I've had my own experiences with this and I feel like we're coming out of a big lesson. We're coming out of a big lesson. And remember, Venus still has stories to complete with Jupiter and Uranus and Neptune, but that will be when she's really ready to leave Leo. She's going to be in Leo till October, early October, but we're watching these stories with Venus and Jupiter and then Venus and Uranus and they have you know three parts to each story and we're not going to see them just yet you know this week we've still got Venus retrograde for one more week so learn your lesson do your homework connect with what is perhaps a major revision you needed to make in your life and a new level of awareness around relationships, people, money, finances, love, creativity, okay, and then, you know, we move out of the Venus retrograde, and she is, you know, about 12 degrees Leo, and so she's going to start slowing down this week, and then she'll turn around, and then she moves forward, but slowly, okay, She's going to be about 12 degrees this week and then stay at 12 degrees for at least another week or so before she starts to slowly move forward to 13 and 14 degrees of Leo. This is all very much a a stopping point, a recognition point, a point of moving forward. So there may be some very big lessons to learn in these next days and this next week or two weeks. Okay. Have patience with yourself be kind to yourself, be kind to other people and just know that Venus is, you know, just in this quiet place where she's going to slowly, slowly move. Okay. And then you're going to feel that you are, uh, ready, ready and able to move forward. Okay. So take your time and be patient. Now, Um, The day after Venus goes direct, Jupiter will retrograde. And Jupiter does this every year for several, I think about four months. And Jupiter will go direct about New Year's Eve. Okay, so from September 4th to New Year's Eve, Jupiter will be retrograde. This is not the same as Venus retrograde. This is, it's interesting because Venus rules Taurus and that's where Jupiter is and Venus is going to go direct. And then Jupiter is going to go retrograde in Taurus. So this is not going to be the same. This is not all sorts of, oh, woe is me, you know, my relationships, my money. No, this is Jupiter. Okay. So it's, it's always the greater benefic. And this is always a time to review beliefs, philosophies. Your Take on your abundance um, and and do some work on abundance, of course, because it is Jupiter and Taurus, but it's not the same as Venus. They are different energies. And Jupiter, it really does require a certain amount of faith and trust and the knowledge that we are being taken care of uh, on a greater level by something greater than ourselves. We do co-create with the universe, so you need to Work with that energy, with the universe, and what you believe in, and what you put your faith in, okay? Jupiter's energy is big, so it's always about the bigness, the expansion, and this doesn't mean we're contracting because Jupiter is going retrograde. We are not going to contract. Jupiter's always big. Jupiter's always expansive, so we have to just see where we're being shown new places to expand, where we are being shown how to uh, go deeper. And that's a lot of the retrogrades ask us to do that, to go deeper. Jupiter is no exception. And where can we go deeper in our faith, deeper in our trust, deeper in our beliefs? and what beliefs no longer serve us. Jupiter is going to be at this point of 15 degrees where it's been for a little while now. It's going to be at 15 degrees because um, that's where it's stationing. But 15 degrees in Taurus is the cardinal axis. It's the same as zero Libra, which is where Mars is right now. And so we've got two planets on the cardinal axis. This is very important. You will see world events shift. You will see things in the uh greater news and media and all that, you'll start to hear about things shifting. And, you know, if you are someone who has world access points in your charts, again, you need to know your chart. Um, these are times when you might notice that you are triggered or that you are opened or you meet more people or you have more success because the cardinal axis really is that world axis where your work becomes known where you become known where uh, you tap into something really greater than yourself that's that's world oriented okay it's more of a global thing so Jupiter is stationing at this very powerful point and has a lot of juice there. So there may be some very juicy things that come forward in these next few days and the next few weeks actually because Jupiter will stay at that 15 degrees for a little while. So this is something important to be aware of. So Jupiter at that point can make things super expansive and super big and anything that's already big in our life could get bigger with Jupiter at 15 Taurus. So if something happens and you don't want it to get bigger, um, then this is something you need to be aware of. So, for example, it can uh, make something that was a small thing in your life that you didn't want to be dramatic. It might just turn up the volume on that. If someone you know is already overconfident, Jupiter stationing, can make them a little unbearable. <laughs> so these are these are things we just want to be aware of. I don't feel bad about this. My instinct and intuition tells me this is very good and it's actually a very positive place. It's Jupiter. And it is a positive planet and it is a planet of good luck and fortune and abundance and all all the things we do want to have uh, appear in our lives. So I, I think that this is a good spot for Jupiter. In the meantime, we are with the moon in Capricorn as I record this. And tomorrow, Monday, the 28th, the moon will enter Aquarius at 1032 a.m. Eastern time. I highlight this because the moon is in Aquarius and the planet that rules Aquarius is Uranus and Uranus is going retrograde tomorrow so we have the moon entering the home sign of Uranus and tomorrow in the next couple days maybe a little wild rock and roll Uranian and like I said before it can be the unexpected it can be some wacky stuff we don't want to react too much to anything a little wacky and we just want to let it flow and happen Uranus is going retrograde in Taurus, Jupiter will be going retrograde in Taurus, that's two things in Taurus, and they are not together, they are uh, five, six, seven, eight degrees apart, so they're eight degrees apart from one another, they're not terribly close, but like I always say, if you have a baby, and they are born now, they're going to have Jupiter and Uranus relatively close together, kind of, I would say, a conjunction. And maybe in their life, it may show as they go along throughout their life. But right now for us, I don't feel it as conjunct as I think it's going to feel next year when they make the actual exactitude of a conjunction, the two of them together in the same place in Taurus at the same time. So this is this is interesting. I think it's interesting that Jupiter is going retrograde one week after Uranus well, goes retrograde, and they are very close to each other in the Zodiac. If you were going to take your telescope and look at both of them, you'll probably see them relatively close to one another in the sky. And so I feel like they're they're connected, they're talking, they're having some sort of dialogue, but it's not the level of dialogue we're going to get from them next year. And I think it's because they are stepping back and taking this retrograde. Jupiter, and Uranus, Jupiter just makes everything bigger, right? So when we put it with Uranus, the wackiness, the unexpected, the chaos, the brilliance, the genius, the level of thinking on brand new, brand new terrains expansive thinking that's what this is going to be some really genius brilliant expansive work and that is what I'm feeling is coming for next year so that's my gut and I've been doing this a long time and so we're not quite there yet we're in the preparatory stages and I think it's it's important to pay attention to this That we're in the preparatory stages right now for something that can get very big in our lives next year. And it's worth really focusing on and talking about where's Taurus in your chart? Because this is something, this is a big thing. They don't happen like this very often. Once every 12 years, they get together. And maybe they don't make such an exact conjunction. Maybe they sort of pass each other by. It's just, it's not very close, but they they get as close as they can in that, that dynamic. Once every 12 years, they're in the same sign. So now they're in Taurus. The last time was a bit of a whopper because that was in 2010. And both Jupiter and Uranus were going back and forth between the end of Pisces and the beginning of Aries. And they really made this connection in Pisces then connection in Aries then connection in Pisces and it went on for a long time there was a lot going on with the two of them together on that axis of changing signs and when Uranus changes signs and that was big because Uranus was leaving the end of the zodiac shifting out of 29 Pisces into the beginning of Aries and Jupiter was right alongside it so the the end of something big happened in the world because they were <laughs> two reasons. One, Uranus was at 29 Pisces, and so was Jupiter, but Jupiter does this every 12 years. Uranus does it once every 84 years. So for the first time in 84 years, the planet Uranus had completed an entire Uh, visit to the entire zodiac okay and then it was leaving and going into the cardinal axis zero degrees aries okay and that's where jupiter met it last time jupiter and uranus will not meet on the cardinal axis they'll meet further along in taurus they'll be like you know 23 i i'm not remembering i know it's in the 20s so it's like 23 24 25 or something around there they'll be meeting and so That's a different vibe. It's a different energy. But look at where Taurus is in your chart because these two planets together are going to be very powerful. And this is a big event for us to consider. Okay. So more on that as the months progress. In the meantime... This is The Golden Astrologer Podcast, and I'm Deb McBride, and you can have a session with me if you like astrology, and you want to know more, and you would like to understand things better. I think that it's good to learn about your life, and and astrology gives an incredible perspective. So you can come to me for a session. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. And you will learn all sorts of things about yourself, your life, and what's up and coming and where Taurus is in your chart. And so you can book a session with me there. You can write to me info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. You can also work with me to learn uh, Rainbow Crystal Reiki, which is a fifth dimension Lemurian Reiki and is very powerful. You can also have a session in that with me, all available at the book online at thegoldenastrologer.com. I'm also an expansion mentor and coach, so if you would like to do long-term work with me, three months, six months, 12 months, I invite you to do that with me. And it would really, that's when you have greater impact Because you're working, we are working together long term and we are experiencing each other and I'm helping you go through the steps of really making some bigger changes in your life. And this podcast is available every week, as is my Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, where you can see videos of astrology and me talking about expansion mentoring and opening your field to bigger, greater things. I wish you a beautiful week. Have a pleasant Uranus station retrograde. By the time I see you again, Venus will be going direct. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to all.